This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Manon, Sawyer's Bay Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? Going very well indeed. Fantastic weekend. Good, Blue what you sky do? all the way around. Fantastic. That is a good thing. Did you swim? Twice. In, so, like, but you're not in the ocean, eh? Not yet. Not at the moment. I could be. No, too cold. I could be, and I'm thinking sometime soon, but not yet. Soon. Dodging uh, icebergs. <laughs> Who are we introducing today? Today it is my great pleasure to introduce Dr. Trevor Coleman. Um, he is uh, coming in today from Spain. Um, he's a film composer and a musician who plays the piano and the trumpet. And Sam, I was listening to his music while we were having dinner, uh, and I really, um, it took me uh, on a bit of a memory trip of, I don't, I can't even remember where, but there was so much of it that I'd heard before that I couldn't place. And then talking to you, Trevor, um, and, and realised the absolutely massive contribution to music that you've made. Welcome and thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Okay, nice to be here. Welcome, Trevor. Where are you, Trevor? Um, exactly. I'm in Seville, Spain. That's uh, where I live now since the last uh, three and a half years now. What are you doing I'm, there? Well, <laughs> it's an extension of what I've always done, I suppose. I've you know, always been a musician, uh, composer. And, um, uh, well, to put it sort of short, I... I I visited here about um, eight years ago, one summer, and um, at a time when I was thinking about having a little bit of a change of life, um, my activities in Dunedin were com- somehow coming to a close. And um, I guess every 15 years I make a change. And so um, I, I, I just visited Seville uh, 13 years ago, uh, sorry, uh, 2013, and um, fell in love with the place and uh, sort of ordered just straight away f- found out. This is where I need to be now for the next fifth. And I was visiting every year for about five years. And then uh, finally, you know, as each time I visited here, it got longer and longer. I thought, no, okay, we have to live here. So I convinced my wife (laughs) and dragged her over here as well. But uh, she's very happy here as well. So I'm just continuing on being a musician. But I'm really concentrating now on on being a jazz musician, which which was, was... more of a sideline for me for many years was I was as I was doing the whole um, film composing thing and trying to uh, make a living for my family and all the rest of it. And so now um, I'm just a, I'm a I'm a jazz player I'm playing with all these wonderful musicians around here. That's 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 most of my life here. So what's the appeal of Seville? Well, it's I mean 
the weather is an obvious thing. It's going to have to be good to be better than Dunedin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's not as it's not as fresh uh, and wild as Dunedin. But um, I, uh, my uh, more superior years now, I suppose um, I'm you know looking to get get my bones a bit warmer. And Seville's an interesting climate. Um, like right now, I'm sitting here. It's uh, probably today. It's going to get up to 38 degrees. So in the summer, it gets really hot. There's, the 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 uh, the winters are kind of cold, but the rest of the time it's um, it's a beautiful climate. It's just uh, 300 days a week, uh, sun and stuff. But that's sort of more the superficial side of it. Um, I came here and I um, I really like the community here. There was it seemed like every second person running around was is a musician, and uh, people have got time to work on projects. Um, the 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 actual people who live here, Spanish people, are really into jazz music, and so the kind of the kind of music that I want to do at this point in my life is, um, yeah, has found found audiences here, uh, which of course, you know, much as I love Dunedin, I love New Zealand and everything like that, um, just to expand my horizons and everything, I needed to be back in Europe, so um, this is where I am now. So how is Seville in a global pandemic? Well, gosh, yeah, it's a big one. Um, we had uh, the beginning of last year, uh, in March, from one day to the next, basically, we went into lockdown, um, which I guess, I don't, I don't think you experienced that properly in New Zealand, did you? Uh, uh, where basically we were shut up at home uh, for three or four months, I think it was. The only time you could go out was uh, to go to the supermarkets, um, or if you were lucky enough to have a dog, you could <laughs> go out and uh, walk your dog around, so people, you know, People were actually renting out their dogs, <laughs> so that yeah, people would go out for an extra half an hour. But it was, yeah, it was interesting. The first two weeks, it was almost like a, like a, like a, almost like a party, you know. And um, people were sort of, like, wow, you know, got all this free time and all the rest. But and um, because uh, where we live in the city here, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, rooftops, you know, and. Um, so people were coming out on their rooftops at eight o'clock uh, in order to applaud all the uh, frontline workers and nurses and stuff like that. And so there was a real sense of kind of community and then people would talk afterwards and the rest of it. Um, but that wore off after, you know, two or three weeks and the families were at home as well. And, and um, yeah, so you could see that people it really started to wear people down. It's been um, and then, you know, it sort of came out again in August and then but then we kind of had to go back into a semi-lockdown again after after the, um, last summer and it's just uh, it's been hard on a lot of people like a lot of my, the friends I've had and everything like that are struggling financially really struggling but also struggling um, mentally spiritually you know this with with uh, with us just being cut off from from our regular commun communicative lives as you probably know you know Spanish people here are used to being very very interactive and very talkative and so it's it's you know it's been hard in that way but but some people have used it to their advantage. You know, like I, I've worked on a lot of composition in that time. And, and um, actually, I came up with an album called Trios with Myself, <laughs> <laughs> for the obvious reasons. <laughs> so that's a year and a half. So now we're coming out of it now, and people are getting their masks off. And um, it's you know starting to look a little more positive. Let's take the first of your music choices. I'm going to mangle this person's name. Beta, is it Bosek? And this, <laughs> Beata Bocek. 
Beata Bocek and Trevor Coleman touch. Oh, Why this truly. one? Sorry. It's not like self-promotion or anything like that. But to be honest, I, I just, it's, it's, it's a funny position to be in as a composer. You get to compose exactly the music that you like, you know. So um, <laughs> when you asked me, you know, what pieces do I like, I thought about it a lot and I realized that there were pieces that I was uh, involved in myself. So <laughs> um, this one, um, Beata Bocek, is, she's from the Czech Republic. Uh, she was traveling through New Zealand a few years ago, um, and uh, I invited into her into my studio to sing up upon some um, some pieces that I was working on, and it was just a magic uh, magic combination. And so uh, we can we we continued and ended up uh, creating a, a whole album out of um, this collaboration. And I particularly love this track, "Touch." It's the last one on the album. Uh, it's just magical, and it's. It's also very spontaneous. I mean, she just came up with with a made up language, and she just came up with uh, the the melodies, and then we fleshed out these harmonies. It was just one of those very magical, magical moments. So, so I guess it has personal memories and a track that I'm very very happy with.
So, Trevor, you said during the lockdown, you were able to carry on doing your work because it's composing, but the performing side of it must have had a long hiatus. Yeah, we all we all suffered. There's a, such a vibrant community of musicians here, and I, I'm just so blessed to be able to have you know had contact with so many here. But I know you know we all we all suffered terribly, and our our local uh, jazz club Naima Jazz Cafe Naima. Um, uh, had to close down. It was going. It was under pressure as it was, but the 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 uh, lockdown was just the nail in the coffin, and um, so it closed down permanently. And that was a huge loss as well. You know, they were playing uh, music seven nights a week, uh, up uh, less than almost every night of the year, except for two weeks break. And and it was just uh, that was my second living room. Um, it was a great hub for a lot of people, but. Um, but you know, saying that um, it's inspired inspired me to do something about it, and um, um, so yeah, yeah, it's a good opportunity to announce the fact that uh, wife and I, out of the, the actually out of the funds, I have to say, the of the, all the documentary making I did, the soundtracks, um, I've bought a jazz club, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as you do, <laughs> uh, to kind of replace the one that we lost. <laughs> And it's a it's a collaboration with um, the local jazz society here. It's called Asi Jazz, um, uh, which is a wonderful society of uh, it's a collective of volunteers and things like that who put on jazz concerts. So they're going to be uh, renting the space, and together we're going to really develop this into a very significant um, music venue. How exciting! The exciting thing that's uh, come out of this in a way. I don't know if I would have done that had it not been for the uh, lockdown and the change of things. The lockdown has had that impact on on music. So a lot of people couldn't perform for a long time and other people buy jazz clubs. Do you think that there is going to be a a sort of a fingerprint left in music? Will will you be able to tell that was that was pandemic music or that was inspired or created not just during the pandemic, but will it be a pandemic style? That's a really interesting question. Maybe it's too too early to tell that, you know, like like often in music history, you don't know until like fifty years later or something like that. That's what what actually what it was, you know, and what also what music actually ends up sticking around and and being that that which is significant in the history. So again, you know, I can only speak personally that um, I wouldn't have created this album trios with myself had it not been for the pandemic. So I mean. And think of and this album. So what what I did was um, I played piano and trumpet and um, and key bass as well. So I played all the instruments myself. Um, and it was also an improvisation. It was an improvisation out of trying to to maintain a, a spiritual sanity, if you like. <laughs> so you know, I was um, I was going inward quite quite a lot, quite a introverted kind of uh, time. And I chose those moments when I felt the most connected, just played, just played without any preconceptions. And then I did the same with the other two instruments. And that's that's what's come out of this. So, yeah, we'll, we will see if there's a if there's a pandemic style. I know it's it's radically changed things for many musicians. I can say uh, from my personal connections uh, that it's. You know, really made people um, also take stock of their lives. You know, st- uh, it meant meant that they could step back, even though of all the hardships. I know many musicians are reporting that it's actually had a lot of positive effects on their lives. They've actually been able to 
uh, reevaluate what their relationship with music is and also what re their relationship with life is, you know, what, what, what becomes important. So in that way, there's some been, been some, some positive things come out of that for sure. Trevor, I've got a, a, an important question to ask you. What is it that you're drinking? Well, um, it's my morning brew. Uh, it's, it's a very personalized thing. It's actually tea and coffee because I like a toffee or cough tea or whatever you want to call it uh, mix. <clears throat> and it's, uh, but it's also full of oats and uh, Brazil nuts and, and a mixture of other nuts and raisins and coconut um, drops uh, and milk and uh, almond milk. Mm. Gosh, you know, every day is different. So every day is kind of an improvisation and uh, it, uh, it gets your boat float afloat uh, first thing in the day. So. Yeah, I need one of those right now. I'm thinking that I might try and get some funding, Sam, so that we can go to the new jazz club yes. and do a live feed from there and have one of those drinks. I think that okay. will be very I'll make good. It for you. I'll make it for you personally. <laughs> I'll, that sounds I'll, good. I'll, I'll look at you and say, who is this person? And I'll design a, <laughs> a brew for you. <laughs> that sounds very good. And I have another question for you as well, Trevor. I was, I was thinking about music and I was thinking about, like, you, you've been nominated for three Emmy Awards. So just absolutely spectacular as a musician. And I really love listening to your work. And I've, I've listened to your work and... I just wonder how, what's the process that you go through? Do you have the music already in your head, an idea of what the show's about, or do you watch it and then put the music to it? What happens there? Uh, well, yeah, this, it depends. It, often it depends a lot on the circumstances because in the earlier, the earlier days, we had a lot more time to compose music. And so I'd be talking to the producer and I might have um, a few weeks to think about it. And so, I'd walk along the beach, you know, that kind of luxury and um, wait for the muse to arrive sort of thing. Um, but then as time went on, things, the production speeds, you know, really increased, the budget shrunk and, and all the rest of it. So there was, it was, things were done more under pressure. So I, I learned to, um, uh, but what I learned from that was um, music is available to me, basically, you know, so um it's it's a, a beautiful luxury to be able to be able to wait for the muse, but at the same time, um, if you have to, you can pluck music just out of something with it. Um, so, <laughs> I hope that answers your question. It it does. Gift. What was the thing that starts in motion for you? Uh, probably, you know, watching TV as a kid. Um, I I think I already knew. When I, you know, I would um, listen to, uh, even if it was like Hopalong Cassidy or you know, the stuff that when I was a little kid, um, or, you know, like uh, all the Star Trek stuff, uh, you know, and films, of course, um, I would spend at least half of my attention on the scores. You know, I was just fascinated by how uh, music works with drama and how, how music is able to express things and often express things that are not even on the screen you know you might have a, a a nice playground scene kids happily playing together and then you get this ominous music underneath there and you wonder you know it t just tells you so so much um so i was i was drawn in, into it from a very young age and i you know uh, i finally you know really got to realize that um when i when i returned to new zealand from being in europe for 15 years i returned to new zealand in 2000 and had the good fortune to be able to work with NHNZ and um, 
as I say, said before, uh, yeah, I ended up writing over a hundred soundtracks, I think, uh, for them um, and various other people. And, and um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that work, even though I've, I've retired from it now. But um, no, I have wonderful memories. I love, love that process. I remember as a kid, the first time I saw Fantasia, and that was that the first time where I really understood the relationship between music and that visual symphony as well. And I think, yeah. and, uh, and I wonder, do we have enough of that kind of thing happening in our kids' lives now for them to be able to experience that and to be able to build those relationships in their own minds? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, Why well, don't you think altogether... Uh, I think it's really, really, really important that music uh, features highly, you know, in in kids' education because it's it's not only for those who are, you know, thinking of taking on music as a career or something like that. Um, I mean, that's a, a very small percentage anyway. But um, there's a it, it has so many um, so many wonderful benefits in your in your life. You know, it's uh, I mean, obvious things like coordination and mental concentration and things like that, but it's also, you know, being able to collaborate, be able to, um, basically, they're, they're like microcosmic societies, aren't you? When you put as musicians together, you have to uh, make decisions and, and try and make this the best outcome you can, uh, sometimes compromise. And, and um, so, uh, but, you know, it's, it's also scientifically proven that, you know, uh, kids that uh, get access to a good uh, music education usually do do much better in other subjects as well so it's all around a really really important thing and um yeah i think um i think as a subset of that you know working uh uh, music with pictures offers um another perspective on on the power of music what what music so um yeah of course a real uh, 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 proponent of uh, introducing music for, for kids and in, in, in as much as possible, uh, which I think New Zealand does pretty well um, with the kind of things they have. It's, it's similar here too. They have these um, these music schools for after school here. Um, so many kids uh, learn instruments and uh, and and also, but but even informal music training. Like um, that's one thing I really appreciate here is that. Um, People are walking along the street and they burst into song, or they're sitting around a, a table, you know, and everyone, you know, the, the whole, you know, flamenco clapping starts up and everybody knows the songs and singing and communal music making, just just off the cuff, spontaneous stuff. That's also a wonderful thing, you know, that it doesn't have to be something that's organised or on a stage or anything, but uh, it's just an integral fabric of our lives. That's what I, I love about music. Yeah, I'm always thinking, you know, the health of a society is really <laughs> indicated sometimes, I think, by how much we have music and have dance in our lives, you know. From 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 our terrace, we can see 13 different spires of uh, churches around the place. It's heavily um, Catholic here, of course, and uh, people are very serious about their church going. Uh yeah, so we, we, we get these resounding bells a lot. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui kia koutou, ko I hope you're all having the best.
Tuesday, beautiful superstars in your beloved universes. And I really hope wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining, and illuminating for you more and more each day who you are. A triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here making things better thank you now of course as we all know we are on this very varied and exciting and challenging and revolutionary and transformatory journey this is part of being alive all life is co-evolving in an infinite web we can contribute what we can contribute we're all doing our best and by doing this of course we are paving the way, laying the foundations, setting things in place, making the future bright. And I know for all of us in different parts of the world there are different challenges. For us here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, of course, we're frolicking about in relative freedom. But I feel that we're all still in a process of recovery, having been through a very grueling and exhausting time together. Of course, this is only one aspect of the learning that's taken place over this time, and I'm eternally grateful for the ongoing lessons and opportunities for growth that surround us in the everyday. I have been involved with organising a memorial concert for a lovely friend who passed away at the start of the year, and of course this happened on Friday, and the concert went really well and the after event went really, really well. And this is because, of course, of kindness. Every single person that has been involved with making this event happen has just been so kind to me and, and to the memory of our friend. And I was really so struck by everybody's generosity and everybody's willingness to help and I'm so grateful that that was what happened. We're very lucky here of course in Aote Stunead and that it is a very supportive and caring community, supportive community and I think that everybody could feel the genuine need for a memorial event to release and relieve the the grief, the build-up of grief that was in the community. So of course this got me thinking about us as a species and our innate kindness, that when we are kind, we feel good. When we are kind, when we help each other, we have a sense of satisfaction and we have a sense of peace that comes from that. And we have a sense, of course, of contributing to something that's much larger than us. And I feel that that is what is true. That, of course, we are part of something that is much larger than just us as an individual or just us as a species. And kindness is a portal to that sense of connection to that much bigger picture. And, of course, this morning kindness has been matching again I've had my car making wonderful juddering noises and 
juddering about on the icy road and so I again was the beneficiary of, of kindness by taking it to the garage and having it looked at very quickly and having it swapped with another car which I'm now driving out to my heart's home workplace Orokinui Eco Sanctuary and of course in all these moments all, all the way along there's been the opportunity for choice to choose kindness and everybody has in this situation and of course for me this is a, a wonderful timely reminder that we always have that choice we can always choose to be kind and to help each other and when we do I feel the best part of us comes forward so I really hope that you're having the opportunity to be kind you're having the opportunity to have kindness around you and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We are talking with Trevor Coleman in Seville. Trevor, have you seen any positive community responses to what's happened in the last year or so? I mentioned before, you know, how interested in this uh, jazz club idea. Um, so one thing that's come out of that is that um, whenever, you know, I mentioned that um, we've got this thing starting up, you know, a new project. Um, the response is just off the charts. It's it's uh, people said, "How can I help? How can I be part of this? You know, um, how can we, you know, make this make this work? Seville needs this. Um, let's make it happen." Kind of thing. So that that kind of level of motivation is just is really increased. There's there's, there's a there's a hunger. Um, and I've noticed that at the few concerts that we have been doing or increasing amount of concerts that started up in the last uh, last weeks, um, the hunger for, for live music. And so that, you know, yeah, I guess that is a community response in a way. It's like a, it's an indication of like the importance of uh, music and society and, and um, the need that people have to, to come back into that whole experience of going to concerts interacting with other people in the venues and well yeah it's um so that's uh, i've really been enjoying that um <laughs> this slightly related to that one one thing i wanted to mention before i forget was um an experience i had just a week ago or so um we decided to have a meeting of all kiwis living in seville um to come together uh just to meet each other because we we didn't know each other i've heard of people and um and I thought maybe there was three or three and a half people, <laughs> Kiwis or something <laughs> like that. But turned out there was um, a whole six six uh, people, um, three guys and three women. Um, eh, so uh, eh, funny how it turned out. And only the guys showed up to the meeting. But the the guy who actually um, and and one of the women was um, had co- uh, COVID contact, so uh, she she had to go back into quarantine, and. Um, but anyway, the guy who organised a very enterprising chap, uh, um, an Irishman who lives here, he actually called the prime, you know, our prime minister's uh, office and said, "We're having a meeting here. Do, do, is, could you send the message to the meeting just to give give us all encouragement?" And and uh, so Jacinda Ardern, she's written this. Uh, she wrote a letter. Um, it was a typed letter with her signature, but also on the side of that was a handwritten part of it, basically saying, you know enjoy your great meeting but always know that there is a there is a place for you here at home she said <laughs> uh, so we were so chuffed by that you know? um, and then in the middle of the Spanish plaza we 
we uh, ended up singing the the New Zealand national anthem, and then I, I borrowed a guitarist, I get a guitar from a flamenco musician next on the table next to me, and and we sang ten guitars, and <laughs> we got super nostalgic, and so yeah, that that you know we're we're, we're sort of coming back out 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 of the woodwork now again, and um, just really enjoying meeting up together. It is. Uh, as there is a, there is a positive there's it's a mixed it's a mixed sort of vibe at the moment you know there's a positivity of things coming right but then there's a uh, i guess a, a wariness about where all these things are leading and um the kind of controls that are on society these days and uh so you know it's mixed but we're we're positive what sort of messaging is the spanish government using are you getting the equivalent of the the be kind message? Uh, well, I would say, I mean, people are already uh, by nature here. You know, I think you know, pretty pretty kind and and pretty enthusiastic and and so forth. But <clears throat> um, I guess, like a lot of places, the message would probably be be patient. You know, uh, we have to do these things this way. <clears throat> to me, is highly questionable a lot of these things. But anyway, that's the way it is. And um, uh, you know the the so many God they've suffered they lost their jobs and all, all the rest of it. So, but um, it's kind of turned around recently because um, I don't know exactly what's behind it, but I mean Spain really really needs the tourist dollar, and so they've opened up, and so now um, they you know you can see the tourists are back on the street and it's opening up again, and they don't make it too difficult for people to come in here. Uh, you know, I'm just about to head over to London um, in, a, in a few days' time to visit my um, daughter. Our daughter, she's having a baby in a few weeks, and so that's the only reason I want to go to London. I, you know, it's but it's it's incredibly difficult. We have to take in the end, we'll be taking four different tests within a week. Um, our flights got cancelled four times in a row. It's it's super difficult. And my wife just went through. Uh, she just got there yesterday. And uh, yeah, it was like a gauntlet, you know. To, so traveling is super challenging. I wouldn't travel if I didn't really have to. But you don't get a a granddaughter uh, every day of the week, so <laughs> um, that's why we're heading over there. Let's take the second of your music choices. Let's have John O'Hayes, Vito. Why this yeah. one? Well, John O'Hayes is a very, very good friend of mine. Um, he's a New Zealander. Um, um, a little bit similar. He's a New Zealander who's um, also choosing to to explore the world. Um, he lives in the Czech Republic at the moment. Um, what I like this album is called um, the the track is called Yeto, but the album is actually called One Night in Sevilla, One Night in Seville, and um, I just uh, I, I love the the story with it is that, that him and um, uh, Carlos Gelling, another New Zealander who's, who's a bass player, were uh, touring Europe, and uh, I played the odd gig with them. And they decided to to wanted to uh, record and um, uh, organise a studio. And they came down, and we spent one night in the studio in Seville, and recorded this whole album within the space oh, wow. of three three hours. It was very very spontaneous. And these three Kiwis in a studio here in Seville, it was just the oddest thing. Uh, and uh, but again, you know, the, the magic came out of it. It was just, we were, the stars were in alignment. We were riding the same wave, as Jono would say. And it's just, the whole album has just got that 
wonderful spontaneity about it and liveness about it. There was a piano in the room um, that uh, hadn't been tuned because uh, they, they didn't expect that I was going to be playing on it. And it, it was only a little bit out of tune, but it was so perfect for this thing. So you hear the slightly out of tune piano, which gives it this real character to it. And that's, that's on that on the track that I recommended. So again, you know, it's not exactly self-promotion it's just, <laughs> just love the stuff that i've been involved in
Trevor, I have some questions to end the show with and not very much time, so we shall have to be quick. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Uh, I guess I would have to say, you know, um, I got invited to a festival in Ibiza um, with some very... Uh, world-famous musicians. I don't know how that exactly happened, but um, I made friends with a guy who who, who was um, organizing the whole thing, and he basically teamed me up with um, with these with these three uh, top. They're, they're just in, sort of like in the top five in their field, you know. Uh, so that was um, that was a success, and that was like four days before lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, so we we just got back from Ibiza, and then uh, two days later or something like that, um, lockdown happened. So that was the most exciting moment in the last two years. Um, uh, yeah. We are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. I think anyone that owns a jazz club should be. But what is the superpower that got us, <laughs> got you into the mansion? I, I'm just uh, driven by the beauty of music. I, I, there's no explanation for it. Um, I could not live without music. And I, I wake up in the night and I think about music and I get up and I start uh, practicing uh, and I just see the evidence of, 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 of the, the power of uh, what that means to have music in your life and so forth. So I don't really need um, anything, anything else. Well, of course, my wife and my family, of course, I, I have to mention that, uh, would, be, would be no good without them. But, uh, you know, the thread through my entire life has been um, just the love of music. And it's that's all the all the inspiration. It's it's always there. There's, there's always something in music to inspire you, and something new to discover. I'm learning all the time, and I, I'm sure I'll be learning to the day they shove me underground. You know, I'll probably be still beating out a rhythm on the <laughs> lid of the coffin. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Uh, not in the in the sort of overt sense, but I do try to with with every time I release music, I try to connect it to some aspect of um, life and society, and quite often in a personal way, but in a personal way that you can expand in sort of more of a macro kind of way, you know that that um, that affects people's lives. Like um, 
like I'm I'm really activist for the the that power of uh, us finding the power within ourselves of as individuals. I think that's I feel that's where it really do a lot of work as, as groups and as societies and so forth. But if it's not really coming from a place of um, healthy balance within the individual, then all that work that you can do as a group is probably going to fall apart. So um, that's that's what I'm really promoting, I think, in myself, but I'm also promoting that in, in music and in and, and collaborations in music as well. That would be my activism, I would say. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Well, <laughs> it's not every morning that I am motivated, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, no, I uh, I guess it's just years and years of knowing that, um, you know, each day will bring something. Uh, I just need to get up and, and, and start doing something. And uh, But also, my wife and I, we've been uh, meditating every morning for almost 20 years now uh, for Pashna meditation. Um, and I've included some, some, some chanting that uh, some of the great jazz musicians have we're we're doing this nam yoho renge kyo uh chanting um like herbie hancock and wayne shorter and that they I, I was reading about them and they were bringing that into their lives so uh by the time we've meditated and then i play a whole lot of long tones on my trumpet and um just sort of get stabilized <laughs> and inspired in the morning then the rest takes care of itself there's always uh uh plenty of stuff coming from the outside as well to to motivate me which is another reason i enjoy being here there's there's just no shortage of stimulus you know if things start to feel a bit flat somebody will be text or call and say hey we've got a gig we've got a session you know there's lots of jam sessions here and things like that so there's always something there's always something to keep you going so what is the biggest challenge or opportunity you're looking forward to in the next year or so um, <clears throat> I would say um, getting this jazz club off the ground uh, is going to take a lot of attention, uh, but it feels like this is a really um, important project. It's not just for the you know sake of playing um, jazz concerts and that, but I mean, of everything around it, you know, like we hope to hold uh, workshops, places to um, uh, to rehearse. Um, but also when people come to these things, it's 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 often all the exchanges that happen in between too, you know. Um, and so there's a big outdoor area there so you can sit around. So people can really exchange with each other. So that's going to be definitely a, a focus for the next couple of years, really get it up and running. And uh, But also, you know, working on my own music. I've got a wonderful uh, trio here and we play all, all our own compositions, most, well, mostly my compositions, Com trio, it's called, and I'm super excited about that. This is a trio uh, of this is a trio of real people, not just you. That's right. It's it's real. Uh, two other real human beings, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and and we play st- stuff that I that I worked on. Super exciting, um, challenging, but. Um, but it just opens up 
these these new avenues of ways to play together. So we're doing that, and uh, so there's plenty. There's plenty. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Yeah, don't forget about music. You know, if, I think if you, this, this is one, one thing I've been learning here in particular, um, bringing just music into your life in the in the most simple, organic ways. Like, you know, I suppose typical would be singing in the shower. Don't forget to sing in the shower. <laughs> or, um, but it's simple things like you know, walking along the beach. You know, uh, hum a song. You know, hum a melody. Uh, or you know, join a choir. Or you know, um, take up an instrument. I think music is um, is a really valuable thing you can have in have in life, and it doesn't have to be a formal thing. Like I said, you know, it can happen any time of day or night. Just burst into song if you feel like it. Thank you very much for that. Moira. Do you have people who make music, make beauty, they make emotion, they enable so much goodness and you make beautiful music. Thank you. And I had never heard of a pocket trumpet and now I found one and I want to buy <laughs> one. So I thank you for that. My son may not. It's a long time since I've played, but um, I'm excited to, um, to get back into that. Thank you very, very much for your time today. And I look forward to seeing you in Spain and to my breakfast drink. Okay. Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and to speak to Dunedin and New Zealand. And you're all very, very welcome over here in the Jazz Club and into Sevilla anytime. Look forward to seeing you. safe spaces around the world brought to you by the sustainable lens team which is brought to you by otago polytechnic 
We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is Trevor Coleman's Flamenco Gestures of Trios with myself. I'm Samuel Manitoy's Bay Dunedin with Mawera Karatai in Fakatani and in Seville... We were joined by Trevor Coleman. That was Blowing Bubbles, and we hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.